Welcome to the 15th Club with your hosts, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to date on all the big news in the world of golf every Saturday from 5 to 6. Hi, and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers, and welcome to the 15th Club, live from Dirty Martin's Place at Guadalupe near the UT campus as we watch the Longhorns battle the Kansas Jayhawks at the stadium. They're in the fourth quarter now. Longhorns have a 26-14 lead. Our score and our sponsors brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, with assistance from Zilker Belts, Adele Goff, Donald Ross Sportswear, the Munich Conservancy, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, and the Salt Lake Barbecue Plus Dirty Martin's Place. Historic Dirty Martins, your place to watch all college football action the rest of the afternoon and tonight. Again, we're watching the Longhorns battle a pesky Kansas State team, Scotty. 26-14 is the score. Longhorns again inside the 10-yard line. Let's see if they can score. The Longhorns have had trouble in the red zone all afternoon, but there's a touchdown right now as the Longhorns look like they're going to score again, and they're pulling away from the Kansas Jayhawks finally. Thank goodness, yeah, and, and we're playing a backup quarterback, so yeah, we gotta we gotta take care of business with Kansas. I want to talk golf. I know it's I been know. A, it's been an interesting day of golf, and with us is our friend, uh, the 1996 PGA champion, former member of of the President's Cup, multi-year Longhorn All-American Mark Brooks. We've been watching the Ryder Cup for the last couple of days, and it's not good for the U.S. of A. Right now, going into Sunday's single matches, the Euros have a lead of 10.5 to 5.5. Uh, let me just ask you, Mark Brooks, welcome to the show once again. Uh, is this an insurmountable lead for the European golfers, or do you give the United States team a hope to get the cup and retain the cup? Well, all records are made to be broken. So you said. <laughs> <laughs> A wonderful old cliche, and that's still true. Uh, just put the facts out there. There's 12 matches tomorrow. The U.S. can only lose three of the 12, okay, and tie one. That's it. So only? Oh, repeat, that's it. Say that again. They can, only, they can only afford to lose outright three matches. Okay. If they lose four matches, game over. Euros only need four points. Uh, they're they're there. They're on the cusp. They need 14 and a half points. That's US correct. 14 points to retain the cup. Scotty, you were there in Brookline in 1999. I believe it was 10-6 after Saturday, and it was a massive comeback by the U.S. of A. in 1999. Thoughts on what's going on? Yeah, it was 10-6, and I think that Tom Kite's team at Valderrama in 97, I believe that might have been 10 and a half to 5 and a half, and they came within one point of winning. It ended up 14 and a half, 13 and a half. The Euros won, and uh, that was the day that Constantina Roca beat Tiger Woods. Mm. Otherwise, <laughs> the Americans would have won. Of course, Tiger was young then. But uh, is this another Brookline? Well, let's let's think about this. We're on foreign soil. We're not here. Now it was 10 to six at Medina when the Euros came back from a 10-6 deficit. I think that was a little bit. Freakish. I mean, some funny things happened on the last few holes there at Medina. Um, 
I'd love to think the Americans can come back, but I don't see it. And we'll talk about the Sunday singles pairings. If you go down the list, and we've all just looked at the sheet, I really think that it's it's kind of a 50-50 day. Mark, you're, you're looking at it, too. Well, I am. I'm kind of going through here. The, 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 the odds makers have us favored in one, two, three, four, seven of the 12. Seven of the 12, and that would make it. That's not enough points by my calculations there. That would be 12 and a half points there, Kimo. I, I, I think it's pretty good bet it'll get closer than it is. I mean, that the odds yeah. are there. The the, ner- the nerves will kick in for the Euros. I mean, it's hard to hold a lead, and this is kind of a weird one. So you're out there individually, but, you know, your point's a big deal. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they can't help but see the board. They're everywhere. I think it gets closer. I mean, I, I know where I think the clincher comes from. This is, you know, going out and predict. The only prediction, that, and I w- wasn't alone, you guys. I mean, if you started really digging in, a whole bunch of people that are pretty knowledgeable with golf had the Euros as the favorite. Yeah. And some yeah. had them as a, as a dominant favorite going into this week for a variety of reasons. Can I ask you both a question? Looking into Sunday, historically, the United States plays awfully well in the singles, correct? They do. Yeah, they do. I think it, um, uh, well, gosh, you have to go way back to Muirfield where we lost on on the singles matches on the last day. And at Oak Hill, I think we lost the singles matches on the last day. That was in 95, yeah. That was Lanny. So, I mean, it's not without any history. I mean, we are normally better, though, in the singles matches, but... um, Let's just run down the match. You want to run down the singles matches right quick? And I, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. <laughs> Early in the morning at 4, 4.35, Austin time, Scotty Scheffler versus John Rahm. Wow. Number one versus number two. Let's talk about that match. Scotty Scheffler got walloped this morning. He and Brooks Kepka. what was it? Seven? Nine, 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 nine and seven. seven. The biggest margin in Ryder Cup history mark mark brooks how does that happen my friends we could play a friendly match you and i and you're a tons better golfer you couldn't beat me nine and seven yeah he could yeah, it he depends probably. on if you had strokes <laughs> yeah. how does that seriously, seriously how did that happen to two of the most accomplished players in the world brooks kepka and uh scotty scheffler oh father mo got behind the other side and it was uh it was just a beat down you know, it, 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 it does happen. I mean, there's there's lopsided. Lopsided match play is usually those six and five. You know, that, that's a little more normal, you know, beat down. Which I think we've actually had one of those this week. It just goes bad, and there's nothing you can do about it. it it's a little surprising to me right out of the box that, let's call them Vegas. Vegas has Scotty the favorite in this match. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I love Scotty Scheffler, but we saw him crying on the cart today. Well, and love also- the guy. And also, I don't know if you agree with the decision for Luke Donald to sit John Rahm out in the afternoon today, but John Rahm's going to be fresh. And I have the feeling that he knew he was going to put Rahm out first no matter what to try to get a quick point tomorrow and wanted him fresh. Well, who, who did Scotty play at Whistling Straits? I know. I was there. And it was, was it Rahm? John Rahm. Yeah. And Scotty just... Smoked him. Destroyed him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if he can wipe out the memory from this morning. Uh, He'll be able to do that. I think the biggest problem is the putter. And in match play, the putter is a huge deal. You need to drive the ball in play so you're in every hole. 
and you got to putt good. I mean, just you, you hate to say it, but it, you ha- the, again, a ridiculous cliche, but the putter is a huge deal in match play. You're going to have that five, six footer that you just you have to make. And Scotty's sadly he's fighting that putter, which is nuts to me, but uh, he's fighting that putter quite a bit. So around the table, Scotty, Scotty Sears, who do you like, Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm in the first match tomorrow? I like Rahm two and one. I think he's got. I think I think he's going to win that one. I'm looking for – I hear, hear Mr. Homer here. I just think Scotty Scheffler has a lot to prove, and I think he embarrassed himself today. I, that's embarrassing. I, I'll just say it. Love the guy, but it was embarrassing. I'm going to take Scotty Scheffler to win that, that first match tomorrow. Okay. Now, the second match, before we go to break, Colin Morikawa versus Victor Hovland of Norway. Morikawa has had some great moments. Boy, uh, Victor Hovland has had some great moments. Uh, I like Victor Hovland to win this match. I don't know about you guys. I'll take Hovland. Well, he's the favorite. This would probably, if you were going to look at a match, if the U.S. was going to mount any type of comeback, this might be the match they ha- kind of have to have. They, they really need Colin to go out there and just start burying Victor. It, it's for lots of reasons. Victor's clearly their best player at the moment. Uh, and I think this, that would be your, if you're going to send a signal, I would circle that match. And, and luckily we get to sleep in because he doesn't go to – 4:47 a.m. That's. I think that's one of the. To me, that's the key match on the board right now. Is the, the Morikawa match. We got to take a break. After this break, we'll have more on the Ryder Cup. We can tell you the Longhorns' lead is now 33-14 over Kansas at the stadium uh, in the fourth quarter. A really wild one going on in Auburn, Alabama today, fellas. Georgia and Auburn are currently tied at 17-17. Georgia, the number one team in the nation. That's in the fourth quarter. Earlier today, the Aggies over Arkansas, 34-22. Kentucky surprised Florida, 33-14. The number two team in the nation, Michigan, easy time over Nebraska, 35-0. USC holds on by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin to defeat Dion in Colorado, 48-41. And in the fourth quarter, Texas Tech leads Houston by a score of 42-28. And we got breaking news from Dirty Martins. Thanks to the incredible loyal customers and excellent staff, old and new, the month of September sales will be an all-time high for 97 years in business here at Dirty Martin's Place. That, Is that not fantastic? That's fantastic. I mean, we see it every Saturday afternoon here. It's it's just packed, and it's an upbeat crowd, and everybody comes in here and says, we've got to save this place. Well, this is Austin. Dirty Martin's. Thank you, Mark, for sending me that. But, again, all-time high in sales for the month of September, the best in 97 years at Dirty Martin's Place. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and our special guest. He's a regular here, Mark Brooks, to talk about the Ryder Cup. We'll talk about the Ryder Cup. Can I say something real quick? Sure, Scotty. I got a a note from the city of Austin, and uh, they had their best month at Muni. Really? I think ever. Yes, really? they were so excited about the sales and golf's on the upswing. I mean, we got to save all these places. You, you know, I got it on my bumper it. sticker. I got save muni, save dirties. <laughs> I got it all there. We'll return with more on the 15th Club here on KLBJ right after this. This is Brandel Chambly, and you're listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clemens and Scotty Sayers. KLBJ. We're back on the 15th Club celebrating the Ryder Cup in Rome and talking about well, celebrating. Are we really celebrating no, today? No, we're not celebrating, <laughs> but, but the 15th Club is brought to you by ABC Bank, Texas Mutual Insurance, 
Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Goff and Tilker Belts, and we're at Dirty Martins. We are at Dirty Martins. Update now. Texas still leads Kansas 33-14. The Georgia-Auburn game. Georgia now leads 2017 uh, in the fourth quarter. Remember, Texas is number three. Michigan won today. So, boy, the Auburns, if Auburn can win that game, Texas will move up. Ole Miss has now taken a 7-0 lead uh, over LSU in a very contentious game. Uh, in Oxford, Mississippi. Earlier today, the Aggies over Arkansas 34-22 and Tech leads Houston 42-28, Scotty. I want to ask Mark Brooks, we just uh, had a little bumper from uh, Brandel, and we've been watching the the NBC coverage and the Golf Channel coverage going into the matches. Uh, I think Brandel's doing a pretty good job. i tell you who I really like on the Golf Channel is Paul McGinley. Uh, a little hard to understand at times. We talked about that. But if you stayed up last night and leading into the telecast on the Golf Channel from 12 to 12.30 before it came on USA, they did the Sky TV feed, 30 minutes, and Laura Davies and Rich Beam were on there. Man, they were good. I, I missed that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have to be I saw, I saw that the was, first night, and I thought Rich Beam – from here in Austin, did a great job, and Laura Davies was very, very good. Yeah. I, you know, Scotty, I'm a little mixed on the coverage. There are too many commercials. Well, too, too many commercials. Way and, too many. And not enough live shots. That's what just bothers me about the deal. I hate to cast stones at NBC because Tommy Roy, we all know Tommy Roy and the great folks at NBC, but dang it, there's a lot of commercials out there. My, my, I'll give my take. There's a lot of words being thrown. Um, there, <laughs> It, it's the Ryder Cup. There's, I don't know how many people are on those grounds, but when somebody does something good, just let's let us enjoy it as if we're there. I don't need some commentator screaming, trying to scream over the crowd to get to get his soundbite in. Oh, I know what just, you mean. Just that's, chill out. Yeah, that's the Ron Franklin. I was at a friend, friend at a football game today, and somebody said, "Man, I miss Ron Franklin because Ron was a great TV guy. Let the action." Paint the picture, not a voice. Well, well one question our friend does. Same same way. Too. In yeah. the TV world, when they're screaming here, it's lay out. <laughs> well, lay out means shut up. So, And I guess my point on the Sky TV and on Paul McGinley, although he's doing some narrative instead of commentary, is that the Europeans have a better way with words. They do lay back on their broadcasts and telecasts. We remember Renton Laidlaw and Peter Alice and you know, those types, and they didn't. They didn't get in the way. No, they didn't get in the way, Scotty. They let the action take control, take 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 the lead in everything. So and maybe we'll see something different in the morning. We're talking about not only Longhorn football. By the way, the Longhorns are driving under seven minutes at the stadium, 33-14. Guess who they play next week? The Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma plays Iowa State tonight in Norman. We're talking about the Sunday matches at the Ryder Cup. Europe leads 10.5 to 5.5. When Scotty was in Brookline with Ben Crenshaw, it was 10 to 6. And that afternoon, I remember at the news conference, I'm sitting next to Scotty, Charlie Crenshaw, and the late Dan Jenkins. And Ben said, I got a good feeling about this. I've got a good feeling. And Scotty said, Oh, no, you didn't say this. Charlie said, My brother's so messed up right now. (laughs) Well, let me just say this I wasn't sitting with you. 
Where were you? I was in the locker room with Bill Rogers and Bruce Litsky. Oh, that's right. I was with Charlie and Dan. And we're going to have Bill Rogers on at 530. The assistant captain of Brookline? Yes. Buck Rogers? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to ask you, Scott, at what point in the day did you think, hmm, we, we, we have a shot at this? Like, for real? Um, oh, there, there were a Mid, couple, Middle of the day, kind of? Yeah, there were a couple of moments uh, in the morning. Um, I think that uh, Hal Sutton... And Jeff Maggart won a match. Jeff made a putt on 17. And Ben said, I know the 17th hole. I knew it was going to take care of us, but he didn't know what was going to happen the next day. Sure. And there was a glimmer of hope. But then the Euros had a pretty good afternoon on Saturday, and it was 10 to 6. Well, I meant Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Well, yeah, Sunday. Kind of middle of the day. Well. Things start trending. There's got to be a point where it starts trending. Yeah. And momentum is huge. Now, that, that was a, what Tom Lehman was the first man off on that Sunday at Brookline. And what did Larry Gatlin was on the first tee and sang? Uh, he sang. He stood up when the groups came to the first tee and led everybody singing the national anthem. Wow. He just stood up and did it, try to get the crowd going. And it and it worked. I mean, well, they better they better pull out Amazing Grace tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. This well, morning. Well, the yeah. amaz- Amazing Quinn Ewers just scored again, a one yard touchdown run by the Longhorn quarterback. So the Longhorns are going to win this game and remain undefeated. The first time five and zero since two thousand and nine. And Oklahoma looms next week. Yeah. Let's let's go down the matches. Still, we talked about Scheffler and Rom, Morikawa and Hovland, Patrick Cantley and Justin Rose. What is the deal about Patrick Cantley and his house? Is it true, fellas, that he's mad that he's not getting paid? That's why he's not wearing a hat? Mark, your thoughts on that? I don't know the truth. I don't know if we'll ever find out. I I know his uh, management, his agent, is clearly denying all this, saying that that they didn't have a cap that fit his head properly. (laughs) So I'm going to go with the, if it don't fit, don't wear it. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Well, <laughs> you know, this not being paid to play in the Ryder Cup has been hashed over yeah. going back into the 90s, and it was pretty well documented. I mean, some well-known guys, Mark O'Meara, David Duvall, were involved, and what came out of that was a fair, fairly sizable or reasonable donation to the charity of their choice of each of these players. It's $200,000. It may be more than that. I, I read that, that it was $200,000 to the charity of their choice. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a hundred. they did 100000 retroactively in 99 after after Ben won, and he split it up with First Tee and the church. And yeah. So, I don't know, maybe yeah. this goes down the NIL roots. You know, like, well, they're, they should be playing for their country. And they're like, well, I'll play for my country, and I don't mind getting paid, too. <laughs> so okay. I think President's Cup gets 100 thousand or something don't they get some kind of a payment to them directly they, i don't think so you did it when you played. I didn't get paid <laughs> <laughs> um, they may have changed that too i don't know and, and now the history and i'll give you as briefly as possible the pg of america and the european tour which owns their side their half of the Ryder cup essentially right, right. they lost money for a long time putting on these matches these things didn't get actually let's say not they didn't become profitable until the Euros became involved, the entire continent, not just the Great Britain and Ireland. Okay, they, they expanded the field size. It became far more competitive. I'm going to go Muirfield, the upset at Muirfield, and what put it on the map was the Kiowa Island matches. Yeah, It became a viable 
you know, money-making machine then. So, you know, maybe it's time. I don't know. It's like, and then, then the toughest question, well, what am I going to pay you guys? Yeah. You know, and you losing side, is the winning side going to get way more than the losing side? I'm against it right now. I think there's enough money to play for. Let's go do this one for pride and joy and flag waving, and it's worth it. And they got a bunch of bonuses in their contracts they from do. making Thank the team. Thank you, Scotty. Great point. <laughs> As we as we go to break, uh, Cantlay or Justin Rose, I really like Patrick Cantlay to win this thing. Oh, you're still going down. He's on a high from finishing that match out today. I'm tired. He hasn't had to carry a hat around for <laughs> two days. Well, let me tell you, there may be a war in Rome. We talked about the war on the shore, but but because the U.S. players and caddies waved their hats after well, Cantlay made that putt, Rory said they were too close to him waving the hat. And the, the bit I picked up is they took it to the proverbial parking lot, which is where it should be settled. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Settle it in the parking lot. we got to take a break. After this break, more from Dirty Martin's Place. Record and Bill month. Rogers. And Bill Rogers, Buck Rogers, a former British Open champion, Ryder Cup member, President's Cup member, joins us here on the 15th Club Live at Dirty's here on KLBJ. I'm going to leave you all in one thought, and I'm going to leave. I'm a big believer in fate. I have a good feeling about this. That's all I'm going to tell you. And that was our friend Ben Crenshaw the Saturday evening of the Ryder Cup. His team was down 10-6 to against the Euros in Boston at the Country Club, and lo and behold, Ben Crenshaw led the team to the biggest comeback in Ryder Cup history. Welcome back, everyone. This is a 15th club live from Dirty Martin's Place. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and our very special guest, the 1996 PGA champion. His name is Mark Brooks here with us to talk about uh, golf, and also we're talking about football. We can tell you at the stadium it's almost over. The Longhorns lead 40-14 to with 2.54 to play in the game. Uh, a really good performance by the Longhorns fellas in the second half. They found their way in the second half. Uh, also, uh, one more score, Georgia and Auburn tied at 20-20. With us now on the 15th Club Live Line is the winner of the 1981 British Open Player of the Year on the PGA Tour in 1981. 14 career victories. Uh, an assistant captain for Ben Crenshaw in 1999 at the Ryder Cup. Our great friend, Bill Rogers. Bill Welcome back to the 15th Club, and how are you, amigo? How are you, Bill? I'm good. Doing good. good. I recognize my captain uh, there speaking to the press, and uh, he did have a good feeling, and uh, it all came to a beautiful end up in Boston. Hey, Buck, let me ask you this. Will you describe – I know that you – and Bruce Litsky and myself, we were in the locker room watching Ben's press conference. That's the setup. Now, you tell what happened at the end of the press conference. We heard the quote, but what happened right before that? Well, uh, I can tell you, Ben sat everybody down, everybody giving him his, their undivided attention. He looked them right in the eyes. They looked right, right in his eyes, and he had kind of explained out that the, uh, the the actual fact was the matches were much closer than 10-6. And before they left that locker room, everybody, every player believed in their heart. And I can say this unequivocally, believed in their heart that we were going to win all 12 matches. And that's a big deal when you have the, the star class that uh, 
you know, was the 1999 Ryder Cup team believing uh, in themselves like that, and and they made it happen. And that and that's absolutely correct. And then uh, then Ben went over to do the press conference, and the press in their unbelievable way kept asking the same questions to him over and over again second guessing everything and i remember bruce litsky looking over at you and saying buck we've got to go get ben out of there because it was just going on on and on we should have never let him go over there well and, and then I remember that y'all y'all went over to you left the locker room almost to get him out of there, but out of the corner of your ear, you heard what he said in the press conference, and I remember you and Bruce came back through those swinging doors in the locker room at the country club, and and you just couldn't believe what he had said, how he had yeah. ended the press conference, and it worked. Yeah, we uh we we hung around Ben enough to know that. Some wonderful things happen to ha- they happen around him and those close to him. So uh, we were believers, and the team were believers, and uh, they certainly showed it on that Sunday in Boston. Hello, Bill. This is Mark Brooks. Marcus, how are you? I'm good, buddy. The one question I had, I know it's chaotic when you're out there, but there had to, I know everybody was, uh, you're telling me they believe, but reality is still a formidable foe at what point sure. in that that day did you kind of finally even to yourself say you know what i'll be i'll be darned we actually do have a shot to win this thing well i i can tell you there was a lot of red on that board early and early. you know there was no no uh mystery to the fact that we front or ben front loaded the lineup and i remember tom Lehman walking right up to ben and saying I want to go first. In fact, he and Hal Sutton were fighting over first spot to go out. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I'll believe to my last day that uh, they really thought every single one of them, especially the fact that Mark James had sat two or three people the whole match. They hadn't even played it down. And uh, everybody on our team believed that they could win their match. And, and uh, when the red started just covering the board, everybody kind of knew that it was going to be something special. Awesome. So, Buck, let me ask you this. We're looking at the singles matchups for tomorrow, and, I, you know, we all had a pretty good feeling, especially Ben, about the way it was going to go in 99 or about our chances. As the three of us look at this lineup for tomorrow, we don't. We don't. Buck, we don't see all the sunshine th- and rainbows. I think it's a lost cause, Buck. <laughs> what do you think? Is there a chance for us to win this thing in the U.S. of A.? Well, it'd be the certainly the uh, the miracle of all all Ryder Cups, but it's uh, it's a big big task at hand. But um, I can tell you, uh, they have a good leader. Zach Johnson will say just the right things at just the right time. Uh, inspiration certainly they need they have watched some uh incredible european performance have had a few ourselves that cantley performance the last uh five or six holes was remarkable to even give them a glimmer of hope because 11 uh there's a lot of difference in 10 and a half in 11 i think but uh anyway they've got to go out and do something they have to play their best 
you know, when it means the most, and all of them understand that. They, they, uh, with that said, I think that they can play with some freedom, let her rip, just let it go, and uh, do the best you can, trust the results. What do you think that, uh, that Zach Johnson told the team? I know you had Ben and you had your great friend Bruce Litsky. You had had President Bush there the night before. You had Scotty there. What do you, what, what do you think Zach told the guys? Well, one thing that they have on their side is everybody's young, man. I'll tell you what, an, a young athlete inspired can do crazy stuff. This would be the craziest of all stuff. But Zach Johnson will not do anything but encourage them and, and, and also remind them of how great they are. And uh, then you just got to go out and play golf tomorrow, one shot at a time, back to the business, and let, it, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, you, they're playing against an incredibly formidable uh, foe in Europe, though. Yeah, hey, Buck, yeah, and, and just a reminder to everybody, uh, the only people in the team room on Saturday night at Brookline, President Bush came in and spoke to the players and the wives, and y'all were the only ones in that team room, and... and the assistant captains, the captain, and the players, and the wives. Yep. And you went around the table, and everybody said what the Ryder Cup meant to y'all. And yep. that was that was a difference maker as well, I think. No doubt. We, we saw Tiger's heart. We saw Payne Stewart's heart. We saw uh, uh, Payne's wife's heart. Everybody spoke from the heart. Lots of laughter, lots of tears. And uh, it was just a, a spirit-filled room that translated the great results the next day. I, um, I remember it even more so than I do the, uh, the actual team I played on in 81. So forever um, memorable and forever grateful uh, to my great friend Ben Crenshaw. Buck, it was so good to talk to you. Uh, tell everybody you. what you're up to, up to these days in San Antonio. What's going on in your life? Well, the reason I've got to run is it's opening deer season. I'm getting in a blind. So I don't, I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to look at a deer or two and uh, see what we've got. Okay, buddy. Hey, thanks a million. Love you. Uh, glad you're with us on the 15th Club. And hope to see you soon in Austin. We'll get Crenshaw and Scotty and Brooks and maybe all, the, all your UT friends and have a little reunion. Thank you for being with us on the 15th Club. You bet. I love you, cats. Y'all are good. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, Bill. Bye-bye now. Bill Rogers, 1981, British Open champion, uh, player of the year in 1981, great University of Houston Cougar golfer here, and assistant captain for Ben Crenshaw in 1999. Longhorns have won 40-14 over the Kansas Jayhawks. Next up, the Oklahoma Sooners. We're going to talk more about the Ryder Cup and Longhorn football. Ben Clements is here, along with Mark Brooks, who's sporting a beautiful Ryder Cup hat tonight. Scotty uh, Sears is also have a Ryder Cup hat. Should we tell what? Where did you get that hat, Brooks? Where did you get that hat? At the Ryder Cup. At the Ryder Cup. And I, it's 2020, and it's it's for the wrong team there. No, this was in uh, honor of Sergio. Oh, really? Yes. Fantastic. Sergio. Oh, they did that great tribute. Did y'all see them unroll that piece of art in the stands? The Sevy. The Sevy. Yeah. Sevy. That was, the and Sevy, his son yeah. was out there. Oh, that's fantastic. It yeah. Was, yeah, this was in tribute to my Spanish. Your Spanish friends. My Spanish Ryder Cup friend, fantastic. friends. Fantastic. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, it was, I picked them to win. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to rub that in. I think all of us actually at this table, 
picked them to win like 15 to 13 I think we did at varying, yeah. various points. Okay, yeah. we're going to take a break. More on the 15th Club on KLBJ brought to you by the great friends at Texas Mutual Insurance who did a marvelous job on the Hannon Cup Golf Tournament earlier this week at the UT Golf Club and by Pal Thompson and our great friends at ABC Bank. Back with more from Dirty Martin's Place right after this. You're listening to Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on the 15th Club on KLBJ. I'm telling you, I can listen to the greatest NFL fight song ever. Back when Earl was playing Bum Phillips, Kenny the Snake Stabler, Dan Pastorini. Best song, best jerseys, best logo. Everything. And now we got the Texans, although the Texans won last week, and I know y'all will talk about that on the End Zone Club coming up at 6.05 on KLBJ. This is the 15th Club. We're at Dirty Martins. Texas has just won 40-14 over Kansas. Georgia has just beat Auburn 20 to 27-20, Scotty. 27-20. Okay, yeah. we didn't even get the updates. Yeah. But uh, there you go, and uh, not very impressive. Auburn's not that good. So we're talking Ryder Cup right now. 15th Club is brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance, Marty's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Golf, and Zilker Belts. Okay, we were going down the Sunday lineup of the singles matches. We got as far as Cantlay and Rose, and I think we're thinking Cantlay has some momentum. Uh, Sam Burns and Roy McElroy uh-huh. around the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think Roy's losing, do y'all? No, I mean, Sam ought to try something wild, you know, like... Uh, How about getting a haircut? Thank you. I was going to say shave it. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, just do something wild. Like, let's go knock his kneecap out, hockey's, or uh, no, figure I'm, skating I'm, style. I guess I'll, I'm with Ed. I was going to the hair. Yeah. What is what is the Rory situation? Tell about that, Scotty, about he and he and Bones today. Did you hear about that, fellas? Did you hear about that. that? Yeah, in the parking lot. You know, they, were the, they did the... After Cantley made his birdie the u.s team and the caddies started took their hats off and started waving them at the crowd because the crowd had been waving their hats at cantley all day long well rory and matt fitzpatrick both had birdie putts on the 18th green mm-hmm. and um, shades of brookline and joe lacava shane lowry got after joe lacava who was apparently a little too close to rory still waving the hat while rory was lining up his putt and said back off you know that's that's enough of that and anyway, Rory, when he was getting into his car, he started. There's a video of him pointing at Bones, yeah. uh, Jim McKay, and man, they he was hot. He said, "This cannot happen. Blank this happen. Stuff, it cannot blank happen." And it was pretty confrontational. And I think Rory insinuated that there would be payback tomorrow. Not payback in an unsportsmanlike way, but it was gonna. A lot of fire under the Europeans. Yeah, I, so. I, it, as if they need a fire to light the Europeans. They're leading ten and a half to five and a half. Yeah, Mark. Well, my response to that would be: let's show the go back. Somebody needs to show Rory the clips of when he and Patrick Reed were going at it. He's going to say, "Well, that was in, that was spirit, you know, in good fun." I'm like, "No, no, no. that was pretty spirited." Yeah, uh, clearly, it's the Ryder Cup. I mean, it's crazy atmosphere. Roy knows better. He was not happy. He he lost. Didn't yeah. He <laughs> lost. Yeah, they were up and they lost to Patrick Cantlay. He'll be uh, more upset tomorrow if uh, Sam Burns takes him to the woodshed. So oh, the boy. other matches that that let's just highlight in our closing 
seven minutes. We, we, we're going to stay on till seven o'clock tonight. Yeah, me. real quick. I, I want to continue this conversation yeah. a little bit of the next hour because I got some words about this Ryder Cup guys go on. Okay. All right. So we're going to match five. Max Homa versus Matthew Fitzpatrick. That's going to be a good match. That's Matt Clements' favorite team. Max favorite player. Max Homa. He struggled so far in this Ryder Cup. He has gotten a point. He was 4-0 in the President's Cup. He's doing well in his singles. I think he'll get a victory if it gets to that point. Mark Brooks? Toss-up. I I, if I was having to bet these, I probably got four, five or six, actually. About half these matches are in my my world are toss-ups. That one's a toss-up. I agree. Both ball strikers, uh, both great putters. Who knows? Okay. I, I, I like I like Max Homa just because I think they've got some stuff to prove, you know. But that's going to be a good match. Who's up next after that, Scotty? Brian Harmon and Terrell Hatton. Uh, Brian Harmon drives me crazy with his fidgeting like Sergio. That should be a good match. Uh, that's kind of interesting. It could be payback for all the Brits in the British Open because Brian Harmon won the British Open. I like Terrell Hatton, though, to win that thing. I'll go with Terrell Hatton. Ben, what do you think? Terrell Hatton, uh, yeah, Terrell Hatton. I think I think Harmon gets under his skin early. Well, if Harmon gets a hot putter, he's gonna he's gonna beat him. Terrell doesn't like other people making putts real, on him. Real quick, Scotty, do you think do y'all think it's gonna get to this point? Yeah, I think. Well, look, the, where, where the where the outcome matters. Uh, maybe not towards the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth matches, but but by when this match is going on. Yeah, for sure. This is only the sixth match out. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be done by then. Okay. So the next one is uh, Brooks Kepka and Ludwig Abers. So Kepka got beat 9-7 and seven today after talking bad about John Rahm kicking the grandstands on number 18 before he birdied it yesterday. Well, it was funny that, you know, he kicked the grandstands, but, Ben, you and I are together yeah. at the Dell match play. He must have put, missed a putt on number 13, the water hole at Austin Country Club. Remember when he oh, was yeah. slammed. He did the same thing. He did the same thing. We saw him. He's just an emotional guy. He's young. So I, I'm not sure. Kepka, he, Kepka's had a very uneventful Ryder Cup to me. He seems he seems a little out of sorts for some reason. I don't know. Mark, did you notice anything? In, or is that just well, his not, personality? Well, he's uh, <laughs> let's see. quick peruse. He's the only live player in the field. So yeah. he, he's a little out there. Yeah, Scotty, I think for uh, Ludwig, it's an ignorance is bliss situation. He's never been there. He's just playing golf. And, and we'll go back to that one. He's going to have to be get used to it's either Aberg or Auberg. Not Auberg. When he comes back to the U.S., they're going to go, uh-uh. Yeah, no. Lubbock will not call him Auberg. <laughs> no, they, they will not. I just I have to mimic those European announcers. They have fun with all those all those words anyway. But I think Kepka wins that match. Yeah. Next up. Who's that? What's next? That would up? be Justin Thomas and Sepp Straka. Uh, Justin Thomas all the way. Georgia versus Alabama. There you go. Yeah, I like I like Justin Thomas. I like I like Sepp. Uh, just because Justin's a little bit, he's a little bit off. He and he and Spieth have not had that great Ryder Cup run. That said, though, Justin Thomas does have a good singles record in Ryder Cup. Three zero and two. I was shocked to see them out in the afternoon again. Personally, yeah. By, by the way, Georgia defeated Auburn this afternoon late. Georgia yeah. stays undefeated, number one team. I agree. I agree with Scotty, guys. I think I think Strzok is going to win this, and that will be the nail in the coffin for Zach Johnson's approach to this Ryder Cup. Okay. Next match: Xander Schauffele versus 
Nikolai Holgard. Uh, got Xander Schauffele, I think he, I saw Nikolai hit a, hit a screaming over-the-top duck hook. Looked like me today. I'll take Xander Schauffele. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Xander I, I agree. Schauffele to the bank. Schauffele okay. to the bank. Okay, then we got Jordan Spieth and Shane Lowry. Uh, Jordan's going to redeem himself tomorrow like Jordan over Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry. Uh, corn talk. Coin toss, which Jordan Spieth shows up. I agree. I agree. I mean, toss up. Okay, here's the one that I think may it may come down to this one because wow. it's going to get nervous for the Whoa. Euros. Ricky Fowler and Tommy Fleetwood. Ricky's in the Ryder Cup. I didn't see him today. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he may be the one the doctor was going to see in, uh, up I, in the team I'm, room. Remember I, I, that? I'm so, I like Tommy Fleetwood. What about, excuse me, interrupting. Tommy Fleetwood all the way. I like Tommy Fleetwood all the way. I think this is a redemption story for Ricky. I think he gets a victory. Yeah, I think wow. Rick, Ricky has the edge in the in putting, but over, I mean, great ball striker iron, iron wise. R- Ricky Fowler's, I mean, his stats back it up too. He drives the ball a little bit, little bit crooked. Tommy Fleetwood is one of the premier ball strikers in the world, no doubt, and he's he fights his putter a little bit. So I don't think that match is going to matter. So does Ricky have a feel for the course, though, having not been out there all day today, or does that matter? Those green, the greens are quite receptive. If you, I know we've all watched a lot. This is, uh, I mean, I know they have to have a big ballpark to put this show on. It's such a shame, and I'm not knocking Marco Simone, but I would much rather see these guys at Royal Birkdale or somewhere with some history and tradition character. that we all know the golf course. Some okay. ca- some character, oh. yeah. yeah. Yes, thank okay. you. Okay, the last match we, may not matter. Wyndham Clark and Robert McIntyre. What <laughs> if it comes down to this? Wyndham Clark wins this. I agree. Wyndham Clark does that. I think McIntyre's a little uh, shaky on the putter, even though he's a good Scotchman. I like Wyndham Clark. I think McIntyre had a good win today, and, uh, man, he had that good finish at the Scottish Open, even though Rory beat him. I'm going to tell you, McIntyre beats him. We got to take it a, comes to that. We if it gets take to that a, point, I'll give you all my next week's pay. Okay. Not we, getting to that point. We <laughs> got to get a, a take a break. Next is the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Mark's going to stick around for a while, so is Scotty. We talk a lot of college football and much, much more. When we return, we, is the End Zone Club. We'll look at college football talk golf here at Dirty Martin's Place on KLBJ.